Wake up, West Georgia. It's time for the podcast powered by coffee and Mountain Dew. The Morning Five with Bryce Sparling and Billy Lindahl. Wake up, West Georgia. It's time for your favorite morning podcast. It is the Morning Five for Monday, April 10th. And as always, it's brought to you by the Perry and Lawyers. Nobody wakes up thinking, man, I hope I hire a lawyer today. But hey, life happens. Don't call one of those big law firms with overused slogans and thousands of billboards. We have a top-notch law firm right here in West Georgia. The Perry and Lawyers with offices in Carrollton and Bremen. Personal injury, workman's comp, and everything in between. Find them at callcadenow.com. That's C-A-L-L-C-A-D-E-N-O-W.com. Local lawyers, catchy slogans, a few billboards, big results. Bryce, today is National Cinnamon Crescent Day. I've I've never even heard of like cinnamon croissants. Like I didn't even know this was a this was a thing. Um, uh, I, I would I would try this. It looked pretty good. It looked like a almost looked like a uh, baked donut with cinnamon sprinkled on top. Looked pretty good. I would definitely try this. I didn't even know it was a thing until I saw it. Today was the day. Yeah, I'm I'm 100 percent in, man. I, yeah. That sounds good to me. You know, reminds me of like a cinnamon toast crunch croissant or something like that uh yeah, yeah I, i'm i'm 1000 percent in on this man thousand percent awesome all right so uh don't think we need to talk about anything um it was just a terrible weekend <laughs> terrible weekend horrible, for uh, horrible freaking weekend for atlanta sports horrible weekend <laughs> absolutely horrible let's i i guess we'll begin with the Braves. Braves yeah. went 0 and 3 on the weekend against the padres um it just did not look the best. Uh, the pitching was off pretty much all weekend. Didn't look great. And, um, yeah, well, let's start with Friday. Friday, Braves fall 5-4 Friday night. Azuna, Riley, and Murphy with the RBI. Schuster went four innings, four earned, four Ks. Yeah. Barf City, man. That's, yeah. that's pretty terrible. Uh, I like that Schuster went four innings, <clears throat> gave up four in runs to essentially have a nine ERA in that game. Uh, but he went ahead and got four Ks so he could destroy my incredible pulp lock of the weekend. So that was re- that was really nice by Schuster. Thank you for that, Schuster. Thanks a lot. Thanks for sucking on the mound but getting enough Ks to uh, not let me hit my incredible pulp lock of the weekend. Fantastic. Thank you. That's exactly what you needed, right? I mean, just perfect. Thank you so much. <laughs> Game was close on Friday night. You know, the Braves still had a chance on, uh, in the ninth, but just ultimately couldn't get it done. And, you know, after watching the game on Friday, you figure, okay, well, let's bounce back Saturday. We've got Charlie on the mound. Sure, yeah. We got a chance. Sure. And, and Sunday we come out, you know, we lose we lose Friday and Saturday. We come out Sunday, and we win, if we win Sunday, we tie the series 2-2. Not bad. San Diego Padres, really good team. So, yeah, a chance to chance to even it up on sunday yeah so on saturday Braves fall four to one uh alston had a lone rbi charlie morton went five innings gave up two earned and six chase like charlie did pretty decent i'll, I'll give charlie his credit charlie did all I, right i think that's what you can expect out Just, of charlie morton this year it's you know it's a it's not a great start it's not a stellar start also not a bad start like Five innings, two earned runs. He gave up three runs, but only two were earned. You know what? I'll, I'll take that. I'll take that out of Charlie. Yeah, it just it wasn't ideal. Uh, Braves end up losing by three on 
that on Friday. On Sunday, however, Sunday it was bad early. Braves <laughs> fall to the, to the Padres ten to two. Uh, Acuna and Olsen with an RBI apiece. Those were the only two RBIs. Dodd, Dylan Dodd had went four and a third, seven earned, three Ks. Oh, buddy, that's a that's seven a rough earned. line there. Oh, that is a that is a very very rough line there. Oh, so let's not let's also talk about what happened over the weekend too. Travis Darno gets knocked out um, and put on concussion protocol. I, I didn't see. I didn't see this replay. Legit, legit play at the plate. Dirty play at the plate. Billy, did you see it? I haven't seen it yet. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen the replay. Um, I, You know, it's it's baseball, so it's it's hard to tell, Bryce, honestly. Um, right. It, wasn't, it didn't seem dirty to me at all. Okay. But it, it just, it's just sucks because, you know, he's out. Right. So, and that's his. That's like his third or fourth concussion of his career, I think. Like, he's he's had a, a, quite a few concussions, I think. Yeah. So it's it's not ideal for Travis Darno, and uh, you hate to see it because God love him. He is he's been on fire since <laughs> since yeah. the beginning of the year. We bring so uh, the Braves, Chadwick Trump up to yeah, to kind of yeah, Chadwick Trump, which. He came up last year, was up with us for a little bit last year. Um, they do have a only a seven-day um, concussion IL, so hopefully he should be like back that. in a week. I like that. So we'll see how it works out. And what do we? What do you think we're going to do with the DH spot? Because I know I know a lot of times Murphy and, and Darno were swapping out with the DH spot, whoever wasn't catching. Um, do you think do you think Trump slots into that DH or do you think Ozuna no. or uh, Ozuna sl- slides into that DH and we uh, put um why am I forgetting the name of the Rosie. person that plays in the field Rosie Thank you my goodness I, that's like the third or fourth time this year I've forgotten his name um, Do you think Rosie starts in left field Ozuna slots into that DH Yeah Okay Yeah I think that's I, the easy easy answer right there Yeah I don't mind that What's the uh, Do you know any update on on Michael Harris Jr. How how much longer he's gonna be out uh, you know, hopefully, he was on the the IL going back to what Thursday. Think so. Ish. Yeah. Um. Or maybe Wednesday. I can't even remember. Um. I thought it was Thursday, but I'm not 100 percent sure. He. What is he on the 10? Is he on the 10 day or the 15? I think it's 10, but it could be 15. I don't remember. Okay. Um. But he's he's out. Um, like I said, it's precautionary, so he's just gonna have ten days rest. You know, just getting treatment. Hopefully, we'll get Max Fried back soon too. Um, I mean, that's not having him has clearly sucked. So we've we've just got a lot going on, and hope you know it, we we miss a lot of our like our injury report has been thorough yeah here at the beginning of the season yeah and you know i i guess we sort of got spoiled with no injuries coming out of uh coming out of spring training but now we start the season and we get injury upon injury upon injury but it's i'm, I'm glad it's happening now hopefully it, it probably doesn't work this way but you feel like if the injuries happen now they won't happen later in the season 
that's not how it works. Like they're just as injury prone at the end of the season as they are at the beginning of the season, no matter if they have an injury at the beginning of the season. But it almost right. feels like in my mind, we're like, yeah, go ahead. Let's get the injuries out of the way now. Let's get them clear. Let's get them healthy. Let's get them ready to go for the long haul. So, um, you know, hopefully here before the uh, before the month is out of April, we'll get everybody back uh, 100% healthy and, and really be able to see what this lineup looks like, the rotation and the bullpen uh, is going to look like going forward. When, when's Rusty, when's Iglesias coming back? Do we know? Do we have a timetable on him? Off the top of my head, I can't even remember. Um, he was going back into spring training, so I'd, I'm not sure. Um, but I... I don't, I don't know, man. There's so there's so many that we need to get back and yeah. healthy that'll yeah. get make the Braves that much stronger. And Iglesias isn't one of the ones that I'm super worried about either. Like we have enough bullpen arms, you know, get the get the rotation back and try to get the starting lineup, try to get half of it back healthy. Yeah. All right. So let's get to the Hawks. Hawks. Hawks finish 0 and 2 on the weekend and uh, finish the season 41. And 41. <laughs> we were so hyped up to be two games over 500, and we just pooped the bed this weekend and right back yep. to 500 and being a mid-team. Good job, Hawks. Great mid-team. Uh, Hawks fall 136 to 131 in overtime against the 76ers in a game that the Hawks had in hand and just crapped the bed. Awful. There's... There's, I mean, no better way of putting it, Bryce. They, they were, they should have won this game easily, comfortably, comfortably. The 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 76ers didn't even have any of their starters in. The 76ers no. were playing a, a bench and a reserve squad. Yeah, it was. That was one of the most. I feel like I say this every week, Billy. Uh, that was one of the most embarrassing losses we've had this year. I I under I understand the other losses when they when teams came back from massive points down but a lot of those times those teams were playing their starters the 70 i mean i think at one point in the second quarter we had close to a 20 point lead and the 76ers had no starters in we had all of our starters in and we just absolutely crapped our pants in the second half in an overtime and we lose 136 to 131 one of of the most embarrassing ways to lose uh and a horrible ending to the regular season like that's not the way you want to go out in the regular season when you're going into essentially what is a double elimination playoff play-in games. Um, right. Really embarrassing. Really, really embarrassing. Trey Young had 27 points and 20 assists. Monster night for Trey. Just stuck on defense. All starters cool. were in double-digit scoring. And then the second half defense, as Bryce, as you mentioned, was just god-awful. Absolutely awful. Yeah, it was horrendous. It was it was absolutely horrendous. They, I feel like the the big, I feel like the offensive rebounds was the big part of this game, and that's the reason the 76ers won. I feel like the 76ers got like four times the amount of offensive rebounds we did, and the putback points they had um, really killed us. It's it's just a it's a frustrating game, man. We lost in the paint. We lost into a paint to a game. To, we lost in the paint to a team that didn't have their best paint player. Uh, in, in the game, so that was a that was a very disheartening game, uh, and I don't think anybody, any of the fans, any of the players, even wanted to play that Celtics game on Sunday. Speaking of the Celtics game, the Hawks lose to the Celtics one twenty to one fourteen. Um, Hawks had one starter play, <laughs> yeah, one, um, and that was that was DeAndre Hunter just to try to get some 
get a little bit more healthy um, and get fit for Tuesday night, which we will discuss here in a second. Uh, they rested the rest of the starters, DJ and Trey. Uh, Bruno Fernando, Fernando was the high point man with 19. That's just kind of the night that the Hawks had, or afternoon, excuse me, because it was, it was an afternoon game. Yes, yes, yeah. Everybody's sad. It is what it is. I think everybody was so disheartened after the uh, after the loss to the 76ers the night before. Um, I, I don't know. Yeah, it was uh, not great. Not a great night. Yes. No, it was it was just been a horrible a weekend. weekend. Poop weekend, yeah, for for Atlanta sports. Hawks are locked into the eight seed. They will play Miami on Tuesday for a play-in position. So hopefully, if the Hawks beat Miami on Tuesday, they will move on to play the Celtics. I think. Yeah, uh, I believe you're right. Yes, I think the Celtics finished. Yes, uh, if we beat Miami Tuesday night, we move on to play the Celtics. If we lose, we play the winner of the Raptors-Bulls game. Uh, and then if we beat the Raptors or the Bulls, we will play the Milwaukee Bucks in round one. So neither one is ideal, but, um, you know, if we're going to do it, let's, let's do it the hard way. And let's yeah. go get a championship the hard way, right? Yeah, yeah, let's do it. Let's go through Let's go through Milwaukee. Let's go through Philadelphia. Let's go through Boston. Uh, Hawks against the Heat. Tuesday night, Hawks are one and three against the Heat this year. We'll break it down a little bit more tomorrow. Um, but Bogey, Clint, John, DJ, and Trey Young all doubtful. Uh, so that's that's good news on a Monday. Yeah, that, that works. <laughs> good Lord. Uh, all right. Billy, Billy, hit me with some positivity. The one positive thing that happened in Atlanta professional sports this weekend. Hawks drew. I mean, excuse me, United drew with uh, take it. NYCFC. I will um, take it and run to the bank with that. That's it's a horrible freaking stadium, dude. Awful. Uh, well, it's it's a beautiful stadium. Let me correct that myself. Yes, yes. It's a yes, beautiful I, stadium. I it had is to correct myself on Twitter place. about that too. It is a horrible place to play soccer. Bingo, bingo. Beautiful baseball stadium. Beautiful baseball stadium. Horrendous, horrendous place to have a professional soccer game hosted at it and they've doing they've been doing it for years the camera angles are awful it's tiny the sight lines are are terrible and the mls should be insanely embarrassed that they have a they have one of the premier professional brands in in soccer in america playing at a baseball stadium horrifically embarrassing all right so so again we got to draw in a baseball stadium and it's not the worst uh, that that red card was just freaking was terrible. stupid. Uh, it, it, you know, when I tweeted this out, I said, this is what you get when you play in a Mickey Mouse soccer league with when you don't pay referees enough money. The fact that, the, uh, I forget the guy's name, but the, he, made, he was at the World Cup. He was a referee in the World Cup, which blows my mind because he is an awful referee. Um, but you see this week in and week out, and even even Parata or not Parata, uh, Pineda said something about a post game. He said these referees aren't going to protect my, protect my players, so I have to protect my players. And he's right; these referees in the MLS are terrible. They are absolutely awful. But that's what you get when you play in a Mickey Mouse league in a you know third rate uh, you know place where they treat soccer. Like that's just what you're going to get. You're not the EPL. You're not La Liga. You're not the Bundesliga. You're not Serie A. You're not one of the Premier Leagues. You're going to get these crappy refs. And the fact, still, the fact that he made it to the World Cup blows my mind as a referee. 
Unfortunate news, Almada was limping a little bit after the game, which is very concerning. Um, we'll see how he recovers moving into this week. Um, yeah, let me see. I, I thought I saw somewhere. I thought I saw somewhere where Pineda updated him. I know he was going to be evaluated, but I haven't seen an update after that. It just said Almada was being evaluated after the game, according to Pineda. And I haven't seen, I haven't seen any more on that right now. Parada probably should have done more defending the goal, but, um, you know, it is for this. Yeah, and that's a, that's a screamer, man. I, I think Parata got caught watching the ball just a bit too much there. Great goal, though. Great shot. Um, Parata, I think, played well other than that. Honestly, I, you know, I'm not going to be upset with the performance. I, I was. I don't know if you saw the play, Billy, but, but Brad Guzan got taken out by an NYCFC player. Uh, and he immediately went down, started waving his hands and screaming. And I texted, I texted Abner and David, and I was like, I was like, are you serious? Like, we're gonna lose Brad early in the season again. But he got up and continued the game, played well, uh, had four or five great saves. I think the back line probably could have played a little bit better, especially the center backs. They didn't have a phenomenal game, but it wasn't bad by any means. Uh, the wings looked good. It, it's just a, it's just a tough place to play, man. I think they trained really well the week before and getting used to the sight lines and getting used to how small the pitch is. Um, so I, Almada played okay. Arujo kind of disappeared. Uh, Gigi played great, had the lone goal for Atlanta United. So you know, you you go up to NYCFC and you steal a point. You really can't ask for much more than that up there. Not a lot of teams get results. So a point up there, I, I can be pretty happy with. Um, and uh, you know we'll, we'll see we'll see what we have going forward. Gootman on the bench. Well, he didn't come into the game, but he was on the bench as a reserve. That's that's very very encouraging. Um, so there there was a lot of encouraging things to take away from the draw up in NYCFC. Uh, I would have liked to have had a win. I, I think we deserved the win. Um, but uh, but it is what it is. You get a point and you come home. Yeah. The only thing that was a little bit concerning to me is the time elapsed between the GG goal and the. NYCFC goal. Was there any? Oh, was did any time elapse between the two goals? So I, I mean, they were like I 15 got, seconds apart. I got an alert that said one nothing or one nil. You know, Atlanta United. I'm like, yeah. And then like 20 seconds later, I get another notification that said one one, and I'm like, <laughs> what the hell just happened? <laughs> Yeah, it was uh, it was not good, man. I, I I feel like that's if I could if I could fix one thing with Atlanta United, and this this has been something that seems like it's happened to Atlanta United for forever. It seems like every time we score, like thirty seconds after it, the other team scores. It's I don't know, it's weird, but it, you know, there, I think there's a lot of positives to take away from this game. Uh, not a lot of negatives. It was like I said, Atlanta United was the one bright spot in Atlanta professional sports this weekend. Stats for this weekend: uh, shots were thirteen to nine NYC. Shots on target were uh, four to three NYC. Key passes were seven to seven. Possession was fifty-one to forty-nine NYC. And the expected goals were one ninety to one or one point nine zero to one point four zero Atlanta. So, yeah, we had we had a, we had a lot of chances. Oh man, now I forget who it was. Somebody, we had a uh, we had a corner. And it ricocheted off NYCFC, and, and Almada just dumped it back in. And there was a header that came off the back post of one of our guys, and I forget who it was. Miles, Miles had a he header early in the game that he should have put on goal. Um, we had a lot of chances. Didn't capitalize on, but we had a lot of chances. 
Uh, Billy, let's get to the Marine South scoreboard from over the weekend. Friday, we had baseball. Saturday, we did not. Saturday, all of Saturday's games got completely rained out. Um, but on Friday, we had Villarica. They beat East Paulding 9-2. Mount Zion beat Mount Bethel Christian Academy 7-3. Bremen beat Kahula Creek 5-4. And, Billy, I cannot find a central score for the Dutchtown game. Um, I don't know if that game happened, but I could not find a score for that. Uh, on Saturday, we were supposed to have Villarica at South Paulding, Temple at Manchester, and Chattahoochee at Central. All three of those games got rained out. It absolutely poured on Saturday, uh, so none of those games were able to be played God, on it was Saturday. Terrible. It was awful, man. It was. It, I, I was sitting inside, warm, cozy, enjoying watching the Masters. Um, I, I really wanted them to continue playing in the rain, but at some point, you started to see puddles on the on the uh, putting greens. And I was like, well, they obviously can't play through that. So um, yeah, but it, it rained quite a bit, quite a bit on Saturday on the Smith's floor covering games and events calendar for tonight in baseball. We have Villarica at Chapel Hill at 555. huge region game for the Wildcats. If you can get out there and cheer on uh, your Villarica Wildcats out in Chapel Hill, very, very big region game. And then central is at Northwest Whitfield at 530. Bryce, you need another cup of coffee? Yes, sir, I do. Another cup of coffee brought to you by Realtor Hannah Strong with the Robert Goolsby Real Estate Group. John Rahm wins the Masters after a marathon finish and moves to the number one golf ranking. That's deserved, man. The the guy yeah. has been... I was, was talking to my stepdad last night. I think he's won like five or six of the first... 10 or 11 tournaments he's been in at the beginning of the season it feels like oh man and i just saw that graphic he has won he's won like five in a row and i don't know where that graphic was i just saw that graphic you were talking about um yeah he's won like five in a row or four in a row or something and dude you you just can't you can't bet against john rom right now he is playing no. phenomenal golf um, Kepka played well, but just on Sunday, it looks like he ran out of steam. Looks like he's probably used to just playing three rounds of golf instead of four for some reason. I can't um, imagine why. Anyway, I know. Uh, Phil, Phil looked great on Sunday, though. Uh, you know, he posted like an eight under round on Sunday uh, to finish in second place. He played really well. But, I mean, Rombo, just once once he got in the groove, he was just throwing darts at pins and put himself yeah, in a was. great position to win. It, it, was, it was the best Masters we've had since Tiger won. Um, back in what 18 or 19, whenever that was, 19. yeah. yeah. We, we ever since 19, honestly, the Masters have been snoozers of tournaments. We'd go into Sunday, and the guy leading on Sunday by three or four strokes just ran away with it, and it wasn't even competitive. Uh, and, and we got a we got a phenomenal Masters on Sunday. We couldn't have asked for a better finish. The way Saturday happened, and, and the amount of uh, holes that they had to play on Sunday, phenomenal. I mean, I, I love the Masters so much. I, I'm sad it's over. Um, but it is, in, in my opinion, it's it's the greatest. In my opinion, it is my favorite sporting event that's held all year long. Uh, I, I love the Masters so much. I, I I watched every single second of the coverage from Wednesday, the par three tournament, all the way until uh, Sunday when John Rahm sunk his putt on uh, a eighteen. Yeah, it's it's an awesome tournament. Um, unfortunately, Tiger Woods had to withdraw. He looked. In a lot of pain, a lot of pain on Saturday. It was um, it was heart wrenching, man. It, it it was really hard for me to watch Tiger Woods try to play on Saturday. The yeah. way he was walking and stuff, like it. I'll, I'll be honest with you, and people are gonna make fun of me. I almost started crying, like 
I mean, that was that's my childhood, you know. Uh, yeah. And to see him out there giving everything he got and, and limping around the course, dude, it it was heart wrenching. Well, well, and you know, we were talking about it kind of offhand, but the you know when Tiger when Tiger sinks the putt, the bogey putt on eighteen to finish round two, that moves him to plus three, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. at that point, that was that was beyond the cut line because the cut line was was too over. Right. Well. Apparently, Justin Thomas moves uh-huh. moves the cut line from uh-huh. plus two to plus three by bogeying 17 and 18. Oh, imagine that. Justin Thomas. And one of Tiger Woods' best friends on the tour bogeys 17 and 18 to give Tiger the most consecutive cuts made at the Masters in the history of golf. Tied. Tied for Huh. I think isn't it's that, thoughtful, uh, but yeah. In in that in that uh, pretty cool coincidence there. Yeah. So. Well, we'll see. We'll see how uh, he looks next year. Hopefully, we'll have better weather next year. Because dear lord, man, it was bad. Yeah. If, if, the you, weather got, on if you got weather, sucked. if you got weather Saturday and Sunday, like we had Thursday and Friday, I think Tiger finishes. And I don't. In, by no means do I think Tiger was going to be in contention for the win. I absolutely not. He was not. His irons, his irons were not on point. I'll I'll be. Neither on was his putter. His it's, his putter wasn't wasn't great, but it wasn't nearly as bad as his irons. His irons his, were awful. His driver was on point though this weekend. I was really surprised. Yeah, that's that's you know the announcers were talking about that. They said you can go out to the range you know, once or twice a week and get your driver in shape and know what your driver is going to do. But, you know, to have your wedges and your iron game on point and ready to go, especially for the Masters tournament, that, I mean, you you have to play more than Tiger is able to play right now. And it's yeah. just, you know, you can't, you can't simulate all the shots on a driving range that you have to have on a course uh, when you're not playing that much. You can with a driver. You can with a driver. And, you know, a putter some degree you can on, on, on practice putting grease um but irons and wedge shots man you can practice on the range as much as you want but once you get out there on the course you know the, there's a tree here there's a bush here there's an undulation here i want to land it here all the uh all, all the demands of golfers and all the golf shots that they need to have in their repertoire it's hard to re- it's hard to reproduce that on the on the driving range finally get a big free agent move in the NFL, the one that a lot of people are waiting on. Odell Beckham Jr. has agreed to terms with the Baltimore Ravens on a one-year $15 million deal. I'm surprised by this a little bit. I was very Not shocked. Um, I was very, very shocked. I, I wonder if this changes Lamar's mindset about coming back to Baltimore this year. thinking the same thing, man. I'm, yeah. Do you think Beckham would have agreed if he didn't talk with Lamar? I think I think it had to be something where he spoke to Lamar and he was like, "Hey, man, you know, will you be coming back to Baltimore? I'm thinking about coming. They offered me 15 million. Um, I'd be very shocked if Beckham signed this contract without talking to Lamar Jackson. But we'll see. I think this helped Baltimore's case to bring back Lamar Jackson. Um, it just it just blows my mind that nobody is. Nobody's trying to sign Lamar. Maybe I'm an idiot. Um, you know, maybe I assume those NFL guys know a lot more than I do about football. But I, I, I don't know. I love Lamar Jackson. Dude is an dude is an MVP, uh, great quarterback. Um, I want to see him back in Baltimore. So we'll we'll see what happens with that whole contract situation. We're about two and a half weeks from the NFL draft, so hopefully that'll be that'll be a fun night for us as well. 
Bryce, what the hell happened with Rudy Gobert last night? Dude, I don't know. I saw the replay of this on Twitter. He started going after his his own teammates. I mean, he swings at Kyle Anderson. Jaden McDaniels fractures his hand. I, I don't know. That was one of the most bizarre scenes that I've ever seen. I mean, emotions, uh, he, Rudy Gobert said, emotions got the best of me today. I should not have reacted the way I did, regardless of what was said. I want to apologize to the fans, the organization, and particularly to Kyle, who is someone I truly love and respect as a teammate. I, I don't know what was going on. I mean, it was, it got heated. It got very heated. And all you could hear really was, love and respect beep, 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 beep. as a teammate. Yeah. All Yo, you could hear was this beeping out what Gobert was yelling. So it was, um, it, it was a, it was a very interesting situation. Just, just wow. Yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, I, I mean, they, they, they were, they were visually arguing and Gobert was pointing and I don't, I don't know what was said, but Gobert got heated and just went after Anderson. <laughs> oh wow. man yeah very very odd very very odd as bad as the hawks are at least we don't have situations like that in our pinch <laughs> that we know of <laughs> yeah, that's, that's um, locker room stuff though that's fine luka Doncic on his commitment to the mavericks quote i'm happy here unquote Ooh, this seemed like a very cold i am happy here thing uh is it, I don't know, does I, it kind I, of I, seem I, like the dreaded vote of confidence from owners right there you know what i mean yeah yeah it's i mean what did you think was gonna happen when they brought in Kyrie? i mean did anybody think this was gonna be successful so no 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 i mean Kyrie does this everywhere he goes so it sucks for luke because i like the i like the way he plays um i know he's sort of turned into a prima donna this year but I, I like to see I like to see luca play i'd like to see the mavs get another superstar in there to help luca that's not Kyrie irving yeah. And then finally, today in 2005, the 69th Masters Tournament at Augusta National, Tiger Woods wins his fourth green jacket on the first hole of a playoff between him and Chris DeMarco. What year was his second green green jacket? Because he won 97, 04. 2000. He won it 2000. I want to say it was either 2000 or 2001. Okay. Well, that's what we were talking about last night because I, I, he won in 97 and then he did the back-to-back in 04, 05, and then he won in, in 18, 19, which I forget which one it is. Um, 19. 19. He won in 19. And then we were trying to figure out what in between uh, 97 and 04 he won it because I, I, I think like 2000, 2000, I can't remember. I can't remember. Um but, uh, but yeah, won the uh, won the Masters jacket back to back, fourth one there. I think was it only been like three or four champions that have done back to backs? Yeah, I can't remember. It's uh, I know Tiger did it. I, did Phil do it? Did Phil do a back to back? I don't think so. So it was Tiger. I, I would I would bet Nicholas did it. Um, I don't know, but I would I would bet that uh, he did it. And I know Nick Faldo did it. Um, but I think there's I think there's been like four or five back-to-backs and tiger's one of them and folks if anybody's a masters fan a, a golf fan uh the masters puts full rounds of every single year the fourth round of the masters on youtube for free so if you want to go back and watch a fourth round to any masters it is on youtube for free i go back and watch that 1997 final round for tiger uh quite frequently i would say probably once a month i go back and watch that entire fourth round of tiger at the 97 masters which is uh, just a masterpiece, no pun intended. Um, so J- Jack in 65, 66. Okay. 
Faldo in 89-90 and okay. Tiger in 2001-2002. It's only three. Only three guys have ever done ever done back-to-backs. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'll be you. You give me. You put my gun to my head and say who's going to win the Masters next year. Right now, I'd be hard pressed to uh, to pull against um, to pull against John Rahm. He's he's playing some great golf right now. Real quick, uh, and I want to give the guy a little bit of credit. Sam Bennett impressed the hell out of me, man. What a um, choke job! Golly. Well, you say that, but <laughs> he no, impressed the hell out jest. of me. I say it, yeah. in, with complete jest. Uh, he he played he did back to back 68s in round one and round two and played with John Rom and Kepka on Saturday and and those back to back 60 rounds at Augusta has never been done by an amateur that's insane yeah. to me yeah I mean he finished and he was two two it, under finished two under tied for 16th as an amateur only amateur to make the cut in the entire field it's just nuts to me, yeah. and and he finished under par. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, two under, finished two under. I mean, you, you think you go go and look at all the names that got cut: Justin Thomas, Bryson DeChambeau, Rory McIlroy, Cam Champ, uh, Danny Willett. I mean, you go down the list: Bubba Watson, a former a former champion. You know, uh, Will Zalatoris, he withdrew. Um, but I mean, you look at all those names that got cut, and Danny Willett won last year, right? No, last year was Scheffler, but That's Danny right. Will- Danny Willett, I believe, is a Masters champion. I'm pretty yeah. sure, Danny. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Danny Willett's a Masters champion. Um, and you look at all the guys that he beat out. I mean, that's that's pretty cool. That's that's pretty awesome. And from what I understand, Sam Bennett is in a 36 hole NCAA tournament today, where he has to carry his own bag. So oh God. you go from being tied for 16th at the Masters and playing with the lead group there for a while. Uh, then you go right back to reality today where you have to play a 36-hole NCAA tournament where you have to carry your own bag. <laughs> Jeez, man. Yeah. <laughs> well, kudos to him. Bryce, you got anything else for us? Nah, man. Let's get out of here on a Monday. Start our week off right. It's supposed to be beautiful weather, I think, today. So get out and support some of these uh, local high school athletes. All right. For Bryce Barling, I am Billy Lindahl. Have a great day, everybody. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Same time, same place. Shake your neighbors. Just shake them. Shake your neighbors.